This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. I believe that the scripture that I'm going to read right now has comforted more hearts in times like these than perhaps any other scripture, although all sparkle with the brightness of God's glory. You cannot take the Bible and open it up to any passage that you cannot see his reflection and his holiness and his compassion. Even if you were to take the Bible and just open it up wherever you sit or stand or wherever you may be, all of the scripture we know is divine inspiration, but it gives us a reflection of God and his compassion and his love for humanity. But I don't know that there's one that I could open my Bible to in such a time like this that would be more appropriate to read in the introduction of this service today than the Psalms 23. The scripture says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I know just about everybody here. You've been in our church for years. I know your relationship with the Lord. And so when I read the opening pages of this incredible thing that we call the Bible, God's holy word, if you're not familiar with this passage, it's the 23rd Psalm. And here's what the writer, the psalmist David says. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I want to ask you this question. Can you say that the Lord is your shepherd? The Bible doesn't say that he is, in this passage, even though he is a good shepherd, wonderful in another passage. The Bible says he's the great shepherd, wonderful in another passage. But right here this morning, listen carefully. Can you say what David said, that the Lord is your shepherd? And the psalmist went on to write it like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And those of you that have been saved for any amount of time, you know that the word of God says that he would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. That means that no matter what the need may be, God has promised in his sufficiency and his sovereignty to meet every single need that we have. A sparrow cannot fall from the tree without his awareness. He knows what we need. David said, I shall not want. God is sufficient. And if you're watching today, listen carefully. He is sufficient for you. God's holy word has declared that whatever our need is, some of you today might need a doctor. Some of you might need medication. Some of you might need caretaking, but you have no greater need than your need for Jesus. David said, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Death is not a stopping place. Nobody stops on this side of the grave. 
This doesn't end things for people. Death is the beginning of eternity. But like I was telling our dear brother Brian Pollard yesterday, because his mother was a believer, when it was her time to step inside the chilly Jordan and for her to make her crossing, I reassured my brother of this. She didn't have to cross Jordan alone. And Brother Johnny, Clara did not have to cross Jordan alone. David said this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, death is not a stopping place. And the word says it's appointed unto all of us if Jesus doesn't come first, that we have to walk in these steps. We have to go. We have to die. It's appointed unto men once to die, and after that, the judgment. This is how God has arranged it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I am so glad today that the integrity of God's word gives us the promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I don't know of one enemy Clara ever had. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Everything God does, he does in the realms of forever. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I ask you today, you're watching by internet. Some of you cannot be here today. You belong to this family. You're watching in various places. Let me ask you this. Do you know the Lord? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Can you say what David said with this kind of confidence that you, like him, will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to think about that today. Because you see, when we assemble ourselves in services like this, there is absolutely nothing we can do for Clara at this point. She has lived her life. The Apostle Paul in the Scripture says this, I have fought a good fight, I have kept the faith, I have run the race. And that's exactly what she has done. Her race is over. There is absolutely no other chapter and verse that can be added to her story today. And so when we gather in services like this, there's nothing we can do for her Believe me, we celebrate, we gather together to celebrate her homegoing. But we cannot do another thing for her. But, you see, we can do something for you. There is a scripture in the Bible that's a little hard to understand on the surface. 
And it says this in Psalms 116, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And so from a human perspective, I think we have to look very hard at this verse before we can even try to understand that. Because you think about these words, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Because you see, human tears and pain and sorrow, separation, none of these things allows death to be precious to us. But the Bible does not say that death is precious in our eyes from a flesh or a human perspective. The scripture says that death is precious in the eyes of the Lord. When I was looking at this passage and taking a very close look at it yesterday, I was warmed and comforted in this word precious, and it took a few moments to, to glean from it. And so for a few moments, I want to reflect on this one word that describes Clara in a few ways that I think all of us can identify with. And those of you that are family, you're not fortunate enough, blessed enough, or able enough to be here today in this live setting. You are watching live, and you are experiencing the same thing that we speak about. Some of you may weep as this family weeps. How can this be precious in the eyes of the Lord or the deaths of his saints? I want us to think about this just for a moment. So how could this time of life, this appointment that Clara had, how can that be precious? I thought about that for a few moments yesterday and today. First of all, Clara was a precious wife. And again, Brother Johnny, I commend you for your commitment to her standing with her and by her. Even in the times when she was not able to come to church anymore, Junior, you stayed there to take care of her and watch over her and to make sure that things were well, giving your father the time that he needed to come and be at the church, and all of that is commendable. I say, sir, well done. Thank you for your love to your mother, your dedication. Clara was precious as a wife. Also, I thought about this word precious. She was not only precious as a wife, but she was precious as a mother. Both of you have wrote these sentiments, and I said just a moment ago, you could probably each write a book about the stories of your lifetime. There's no doubt in my mind that Clara loved both of you, her children, 
in almost undescribable ways. And both of you are a reflection of her and her love for you and how she raised you. Both of you are very respectable and honorable. And that's a reflection of your mother. Clara was also precious as a friend. Not only as a wife, not only as a mother, but a friend. I've said this a few times through the years that if it were possible, Clara Hamilton was the type of a friend that I wished I had a thousand of. But God only made one of her. And she was precious as a friend. Clara was not only precious as a wife and a mother and a friend, but she was precious as a church member. Every time, and I can, I can see the pew that she sat on. When I stand in this pulpit, you'd be surprised. The people that have already made the crossing, who are already over there waiting for us, waiting for that supper to be given out to all of us. I can look in these pews over these last 40-some years, and I can tell you where this one's sat, and this one's sat, and this one's sat. And I can tell you where Clara sat. And in the day and time when we would walk around and shake hands and embrace, I could always go to her pew and she'd say, good morning, pastor. And she'd say that with joy. But that wasn't only something that I shared with her. She was that warm and friendly person to everybody in this church. And when she was able to walk around and to somewhat be involved in things, she participated. She was precious not only as a wife and a mother and a friend and a church member, but let me tell you, she was precious as a Christian. She loved the Lord. She served God. And there are some that can serve him in voice who sing or teach or preach. There are some that can serve him whether they're keeping children's ministries or operating youth ministries or greeting at the door. But Clara served the Lord in the ways that she could in spite of her limitations. And so this is why her death was precious in the sight of the Lord because of all of these beautiful things that she was to you and to you and to us. Precious in so many ways. And again, as you could probably write volumes of books about your life with her, pretty much we all could say some wonderful things about Clara. But the most important thing that we could say this morning is this. She was a child of God. She knew Jesus Christ. 
in an intimate and a personable way. She knew that her Redeemer lived. She knew that God so loved the world. The reason that he sent Jesus to this earth, and I will tell you all, it was not that people would write songs about him and play music about him and write poems about him and all of these warm things. It's not the mission. Clara would want me to tell you today and to tell you today that the reason why God sent Jesus to this earth was to seek and to save that which was lost. You see, none of us were born in this world on our road to heaven. None of us. The Bible teaches us that we were born, we were shapened, we were conceived in iniquity. All of us needed a Savior. All of us needed redemption. And the truth of the matter is this, there is absolutely no one who is going to stumble by accident into heaven. None of us are going to get there because of our own works and merits, our deeds, our money. None of us. The only way that we can get to heaven is through the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross. Listen, if Jesus had not died and shed his blood, none of us could have gone to heaven. Heaven is not a place where God is playing eeny, meeny, miny, moe with people. You can go and you have to stay and, oh no, my friend, God sent Jesus to this earth to seek and to save that which was lost. In the omniscience of God, he knows who will trust him and who will not. But I will tell you this, none of us could go without the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not just his blood, but his resurrection. Think with me today, those of you that are watching, if somebody had tried to suffocate Jesus to death, could we go to heaven? Absolutely not. Well, didn't he walk on this earth? Yes, he did. Didn't he perform miracles? Yes, he did. But listen, we're not saved because he walked on this earth. We're saved because he shed his blood that God the Father raised him from the dead on the third day. We have access to salvation because of the gospel. The gospel. The gospel that the devil hates. The gospel that redeems the eternal soul. We are saved because of our faith in Christ who has given us the gospel. And so listen very carefully. I want you to understand this, and this is what Clara would want me to share with you today. That if she could have anything her heart desired, it would not be that God would make her well again to send her back to this earth to live among you with 15 more years of good health. That's what Hezekiah prayed. God, give me 15 more years. 
Clara would not pray that. And those of you that are watching that had a relationship with her, a real family tie, a real family relationship with Clara, listen, as much as Clara loved you, that's not what she would want. She would want this. To be reunited in heaven with you one day. And I promise you, friend, you will not get there because you're a good person or because you own a Bible or because you go to church because you listen to Christian music. Jesus, listen carefully, is not your best way to heaven. He's not the good way to heaven. He's not another way to heaven. He's not an alternate way to heaven. You have to understand what Clara did. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He didn't say, I'm a good way. I'm a better way. I'm another way. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life and no man cometh to the Father but by me. So the it's really simple. If we're going to heaven, it's through Jesus. There might be some of you watching right now, you, you're not sure. Maybe you have some health issues like Clara. And maybe you're in and out of the doctor's office. Maybe from week to week, you're getting this medication and this medication. You're hearing this news and that news. And your life is fragile. Right now, your life is fragile. You're on oxygen. Maybe you're confined to a wheelchair. Maybe you have to have help getting in and out of an automobile or getting in and out of your bed at night. Your life is fragile. I ask you the question, do you know for sure that you are prepared to go to heaven? If you cannot say with the same assurance that Clara could, yes, I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. If you cannot say, if I were to draw my last breath this very moment, I know I would go to heaven. If you cannot say that, why on earth would you play Russian roulette with your soul? Because you see, friend, your soul is the most important thing that you have. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And so it's very simple. If you cannot say with 100% assurance, well, preacher, I don't know that anybody can know that. Absolutely, you, you can. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and believe on the name of the Son of God. Clara knew she had that assurance. And the good news today is this. Clara wants me to tell you how you can know as well, how you can know, how you can know that if you were to die today, that you would be ushered immediately in the presence of God to be absent from the body as to be present with the Lord. And so I want to ask you just for a moment to bow your hearts and your heads in prayer with me.
and in Clara's honor. And no doubt her wish, her heart's desire. If she could speak earthly to us right now, she would say, that's right, preacher. Please tell my family how to know you. Tell them how they can come and be reunited with me again. Tell them, preacher, tell them today. And as the scripture declares, we're compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. I know that God probably has allowed her to see this moment right now. And so at home, if there's an ounce, just a splinter of a doubt in your mind, that when you close your eyes and take your last earthly breath, you have no idea what's going to happen. That could be you, friend. But to get the same confidence and assurance and the guarantee that the Holy Scriptures declare and what Clara put her faith in, I ask you to pray this prayer with me right now today and mean it with every fiber of your soul. Dear Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. And by faith, I'm trusting you right now to be my personal Savior. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Cover me with your precious blood. I believe just like Clara, that you died on the cross for my sin. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Cover me with your precious blood. I believe that God raised you from the dead on the third day. And I'm trusting you to take me to heaven when I die. God be merciful to me, a sinner. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.